All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. It's a sand spin in the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you keep going to their website, checking out all their latest new CBD products, disposables as well. You can shop for the comfort of your own home. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their new pre-made alcoholic drinks. And also, don't forget, you can just add, you can just stick to the mix and add your favorite alcohol as well, too. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, Joe hung up. You can call back, Joe. I understand you don't want to wait to the to the breaks. I get it, but you can call back. I'll take your phone call with the Spurs thing. But other than that, let's move forward a little bit. I do want to talk about the coaching hires today. Um, you know, been reached out through social media and stuff, text messages. Hey, Nathaniel Hankey, Calvin, what do you think? Oh, you know, connect the dots. This is Aaron Rodgers, connect the dots. Okay. As y'all well know, I'm very connected in Colorado, Okay. You know, reach out to my guy. I, first of all, I would rather have him on after the – because I'm waiting. This, I've, I've been through the coaching hire a lot lately, if you hadn't taken notice in Denver. That doesn't do anything for me. This sell of the team is something I've been waiting for for like the last four years. Like these damn kids can't get along. Y'all are not letting your daddy rest in peace, man. That man was a good man. Ran that organization and y'all just running amok and fighting. No wonder why nobody's answering John's ass is just running through there. I don't know. Try this one. This one didn't work. Try it. I'll just keep swinging. And I love John. He's responsible for every trophy in Dove Valley. But let's look. Let, let me tell you the real deal, okay? Because the media is going to sit there and tell you, connect the dots, man. That's Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. That means they can get Aaron Rodgers. For the people out there that really think that George Payton, okay, that signed an eight-year contract, I believe, or a five-year contract. One of the two. I think it was a five-year deal. Somewhere around there. His first GM job, spent a lot of years in this league, was personnel scout, head of personnel in Minnesota in that organization for a while. Very respected. A lot of people have been knocking on the door for George to come GM for the last years, few years. If you really think this man is going to have his first important hire, people got to understand in the NFL, the first two things a GM is judged on and the first thing that their whole tenure, their whole success of an organization, whether they get fired, whether they get another job, or whether they host a trophy, the first two important things is their head coach and hire and the quarterback position. Those are the two main things. It ain't about, oh, I found this pass rusher. I found this corner in the fifth round. I didn't. Nobody. It is about who is your coach, who did you hire as a coach, and who is your quarterback. So if you really think George Payton, for the first time on the job, the first time he has one of these, is going to hire Hackett just off the fact, the chances that if he could get Aaron Rodgers, stop it. Does it help their chances? Yes. Hackett was hired. First of all, Hackett's been on people's list for the last few years, okay? He wasn't the top one on my list. I like the hire. The thing that makes me nervous about it, because this is this franchise's third straight coach they've hired as their first-time job. They did it with Vance Joseph. They did it with Vic, and now it's Nathaniel Hackett. First time. But he's hired more of leadership. He resembles the new game of where it's going and how to relate with players. There was a story that surfaced during the week. I mean, I know people down here don't care about it, but it was a surface surface during the week that basically during the season, the whole Von Miller thing, what it is, Vic Vangio, which I like Vic. I love Vic. I think he did pretty good with what he was dealt with. But he walking through the locker room, wanted Von Miller to turn the music down. 
in his locker room. He had too much noise. Until guys had to go back and say, come on, man, that's a grown man. The music, Vic is 70 or 60-something years. He's old school. Nathaniel's one of those guys that you got to know how to relate to these type of players and how to motivate them. Not only that, okay, Blake Bortles ain't even really in his league no more, man. Nathaniel Hackett took Blake Bortles and Jacksonville to an AFC title game against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And, you, and, and Blake Bortles has been trash ever since that season. He has been more – I don't like throwing this whole quarterback whisper and stuff or whatever, but the bottom line of it is I like to hire based off the future, the way the league looks. He can go. And if you get Aaron Rodgers – everybody knows I feel about Aaron Rodgers. It ain't going to change nothing. I don't think he's going anywhere. But if he decide to go to Denver, his ass – look, the ring is a must – in two or three years, you got to. You got to go to at least two, and you got to dance with the devil, the guy that's owning the division, and Patrick Mahomes is going to his fourth straight AFC championship game. That's the expectations you go over there. To me, I personally don't want him. There's other things that I want because I don't think Aaron is playing that long. I mean, I think he's got some high level, but it's no guarantee. He's not like Tom. He's not trying to change. He's made so much money, he wants to go Hollywood. So I look at it more like, hey, in the interview, can you get anything out of Drew? Are we done with Locke? Is the thing cooking? We do. What about these guys in the quarterback draft? Yes, if Aaron Rodgers comes with it. Now, me personally, they will make a run after him if the price is too high. Because Aaron Rodgers, if he really wants to do Green Bay a solid and not really screw, I don't think he's wanting to leave. I don't think he's leaving nowhere. But if he wants to leave, it's not the same vitriol that Brett Favre had. Like, damn it, I'll play with Detroit as long as I can play their asses twice. And I can shove it up Ted Thompson's ass. That's what Brett was on. I don't think Aaron, if Aaron decides to get out of there, it's going to be like, hey, I want to go, but y'all y'all get something for me. Y'all get something for me, but this is where I want to go. The price might be too high for Aaron, for George Payton. He, he, he didn't do it last year because the stove was too hot. He didn't do it for Matthew Stafford because they wanted so much. I've liked all the moves he's done leading up to now. And then we see who owns that team. But that's no guarantee that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. And I, do, and I believe that he's staying. And also, I believe what Aaron's going to do Aaron and, and Devontae Adams is a package deal. That's the way I look at it. If Aaron really wants to leave, he's going to force Green Bay to trade him, but he's going to force them to put Devontae Adams in the package. Now, does he have that much juice? I don't know. Because if I'm Green Bay, I can't lose both of them. Like, if I'm going to lose Aaron Rodgers and I'm going to cattle brand Devontae Adams' ass. But I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay. hope he stays. I hope he stays, and he probably will stay in Green Bay, and he's going to force the Packers to give Devontae Adams a new contract. He's going to sit there and say, you're not franchise tagging him. You're paying him, and then I want to stay. And then LaFleur just sits there and, like, takes two shots. and like, damn, that was close. Damn. Okay. That's what I think. I, the Nathaniel Hackett, no, I don't think that. Does it help? Does it get you a meeting? Because the reports has it Aaron Rodgers called Denver's front office and gave them a vote of confidence. For Nathaniel. Now, don't read in too much of that. Peyton Manning used to do that all the time. You know how many jobs Peyton Manning called for Jim Caldwell? Okay? And helped that brother out, and he still got screwed. But Peyton was sitting there trying to co-sign for him. Co quarterbacks like that, if they played with an offensive coordinator and they respect them, they will call for, hey, you need to give this guy a hit. I like him. And that means a lot if it's coming from an Aaron, coming from a Brady, a Peyton man. That's what they do. So I wouldn't even read into that. He's staying in Lambeau, man, and he's getting his boy Devontae Adams paid. Because if Aaron goes, Devontae still ain't. He damn sure ain't going to want to go. And if they franchise Devontae Adams, his ass might sit there and threaten to hold out if Aaron leaves and he can't go. Now, if you're talking about giving Aaron and Devontae Adams, you're going to take Judy and Chubb over there in one, maybe we can talk with Nathaniel. 
But he's walking in the lion's den, so he's got to get it done. He's got to get the quarterback. Now, going to Eber Fist in Chicago, this one right here, this one was kind of a little bit of head scratcher. This one was kind of out of left field. Eber Fist, I'm big, big on him. Uh, I don't think he's – he's not in – I don't put Eber Fist as a coordinator on the levels of, you know, a Todd Bowles, a Vic Vangio, Raheem, you know, some of these, you know, a Dick LeBeau back in the day. He's nothing like that, but he is a serviceable defensive coordinator. I've told AC this a lot, and I'll tell Zach because I know he's out there and Colt fans out there. You have to understand where the defense was at before they got Eberfist. Now, you might blame these collapses on Eberfist this year, blowing leads, but the truth of the matter is is that him getting one of these 32 jobs lets you know that he's respected in the NFL. There's only 30 of to him, but did I see Chicago doing it? No. Does that spell anything that you're going to help me and groom Justin Fields? No. I think what you're looking for, and I'm looking at it for even with Hackett, I'm looking to see who you're getting as your defensive coordinator. You know, are you going to retain Mike Munchak? He's on this offensive line. He's one of the best in the game. I'd like to keep him. Are you doing that? In the Eberfist situation in Chicago, I want to see who he hires as his offensive coordinators and his quarterback's coach. That's what it's all about with Justin Fields. This is a defensive-minded hire we know in Chicago, and I'm big on teams keeping their identity. Okay, that's why I say, who's your identity? Especially if you won championships. Bears haven't really won no titles since the Super Bowl shuffle, but their whole identity is defense. Middle linebackers, Buckus, Erlacher, you know, Singletary. They do it on defense. So it doesn't shock me that much, but they've got an identity to what they're sticking to. Unlike the team down here on East Houston where I can't tell what the hell they try to do, what identity they got. They just run it out. Like, hey, it's time to run, man. Pick them up five on five. You know, who got next? really what the identity, unlike the team on East Houston, but that's a whole other story. But what you got, Jonas? Just as when you look at the offensive coordinator, names linked to the the Bears, uh, you have Doug Peterson. Mm, okay. Byron Leftwich, although I, I would imagine that was probably more for the offensive, you know, for the, for the head coaching position. Right. Uh, Brian Dable, I, again, assuming that's more for the head coaching position. But Jim Caldwell, do you think he could work his way back into the NFL on the I, offensive side of the game with the Bears? I think Caldwell should be a head coach. I, I think agree with I that. think yes, yeah. he could be an offensive coordinator. Justin Field, like I said, look at the year again. Kind of like what I'm saying about Hackett with Bortles. Go look at the, the the last good year, decent year Joe Fluco had was with Caldwell when Caldwell took on midway of the season and the Ravens just shot out like a bat out of hell offensively and they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Okay. Only because Raheem Moore was out of position on the bomb as the number one seed in Denver. That was that took me like two and a half weeks to get over that one. But anyway, <laughs> that other than that, what is what is Joe Flacco? Codwell was that. Codwell's been with Peyton Manning. I told you Peyton. Right. Yeah, hell yeah, Codwell would be good Stafford for Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, I'd take Codwell as a coordinator with a young quarterback, one of these coming out of this draft, or somebody like this. So but I think he should be a head coach, but hell yeah. You know? So other other former Packers assistants on the move, Ben McAdoo. Offensive coordinator uh, deal coming down with the Carolina Panthers. Wasn't he the head coach of the Giants that went to the McAdoo? Yep. In that guy, yep. Yep. and he's circling back to as a coordinator with who? The 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 Panthers. Mm. Yeah, Matt Rule. I think I love Matt Rule. I think he's a coach, but he's definitely getting warm on that seat coming in his third year. But that's a that's a good old boy network hire right there. I'll right. tell you that right now. That's good old boy network. We got you, man. We get your job. Just sit there, man. But around the, around the league, you still have big names out there. Brian Flores. You know, still candidate, interviewing, trying to get a job. D- Doug Peterson, could he be a head coach anywhere at this point? Dable and the Frazier, both with the Bills. I mean, we've, we've got two things coming down, and Dan Quinn's name being pulled out of the conversation is a big one. Um, for a Big for Dallas. I think it's a great fit for him. But then you still have Kellen Moore. Could Kellen Moore 
fit in Chicago as from the offensive side with the coordinator. Yeah, it, that's that's a lateral move. Jerry's not paying. Like I said, Kellen Moore is probably going to be the highest paid offensive coordinator. He will get a new contract this off season. It will be based on he will be rumored and be in the running. I mean, you can't get lamer, lamer, lamer duck than what uh, McCarthy's going to be this coming up season. That's the reason why I'm telling Dallas fan, pump the brakes, man. Y'all want to heat up this Sean Payton talk? Y'all want to heat up this Dan Quinn and waiting and Kellen Moore? McCarthy can't deal with that, man. This locker room ain't going to be able to deal with that. I wouldn't be surprised if they take a step back because it's just too much distraction. This Sean Payton story will not go anywhere. It will be here this time next year unless he's being announced ahead or whatever. I think it's going to screw Dallas next year. I'm not saying they're going to be a non-playoff team, whatever, but they're going to. Ha- this is going to be tough for them. It's really going to take some good leadership from Dak. They're go- Jerry is putting them in the line of fire for questioning every other week. If they go into a three, two or three game losing streak, McCarthy, what do you think about McCarthy's security? Do you think he's being okay? You think he's going to survive? You going to think he's going to survive? And then Mike McCarthy coming out. I'm tired of answering. I'm not going to answer any more questions about my job security. So keep those. If you want to start trending and, oh, Sean Payton, yeah, he's got to be careful what you wish for. And he's keeping Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. So, no, I don't think Kellen Moore is not going to make a lateral move to be a coordinator at somebody else's position. I mean, somebody else's organization where Jerry is not letting him out. I think Dan – I mean, that's a lot of – for a second coach that's already been a coaching job, to go through seven – interviews and not take one of those somebody didn't promise you something somebody didn't told you jerry didn't told you something and like i said there is i can't even think of in all the sports i can't think of the most lame duck head coach i can remember that's going to be what mike mccarthy's going to be next year the only thing that's going to save him is a trip to the super bowl that's the only mm-hmm. thing that can, this is what this is setting up for sean payton's name's going to be too big the the give it to Dan Quinn. Remember, Dan Quinn stayed in, uh, subbed in for the COVID situation with Carthy against the Rams. They got to win that time. They got to win that night. Um, it, M- McCarthy, he's 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 a sitting duck, man. He's a sitting duck. This is his worst nightmares. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven six. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket Seven Sixty at thirteen hundred zone. What's up, Mike? Okay, man, I know I already know you're gonna disagree with me before I say this. That's why I'm saying this. But I wanna I wanna say something real quick about um um Eric Bieniemy and then I'll say something about McCartney. Eric Bieniemy, first of all, if you watch the Kansas City games and you watch the sidelines, Eric Bieniemy is not the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid is calling the plays. All the enemy is doing is calling in the plays to uh, Mahomes on his headset in his helmet. That's all he's doing. I promise you, Eric enemy is not calling the plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why he hasn't got a head coaching job. Now, let's move on to Mike McCartney. If I was Mike McCartney at this point right now, because of all the disrespect that this guy has gotten, you know, we're talking about a Super Bowl coach. I don't like Mike McCartney, but I don't like the way the guy's being disrespected. If I was Mike McCartney, I'd go ahead and tell Jerry Jones he can take his team right now. Because, first of all, you, uh, uh, he's supposed to be the play caller. You got a guy who has less experience than him in, um, in the more, whatever his name is, calling the plays. That's, that's a step back for McCartney as far as I'm concerned, anyway. And, like I say, I wouldn't be on the hot seat all next year for the Cowboys. I tell Jerry Jones where he can take his team. And stick it. If you want, if you want uh, Peyton to be your coach, bring him in now, and uh, and I'll move on to another team. And I thank you for taking my call. All right, Mike. Uh, first off, um, the whole the enemy thing—that's just terrible, black on black crime. You know the same stuff I've said over the year. Question: I've kept question Casey like, is he really calm? But that's if you tell me, I wouldn't like it. Number two, 
and who's me to pronounce to, to correct somebody's pronouncing names over the 17 years that I butchered? But it's not McCartney. It's McCarthy because you keep saying Paul, Paul McCartney is the one that Michael Jackson screwed over for the royalties for Beatles. That's who every time when Mike says McCartney, I'm like, nah, man. Paul McCartney's the one on a nice uh, say you say me video. Like, hey, you know what, Mike, man? If I could own the Beatles catalog, and Mike, like, you mean you don't own it? He's like, no. Next thing you know, Mike goes by the Beatles catalog and Paul McCartney ain't talked to his ass for like 10 years. Like, what the hell? Hey, man, you could have kept your mouth shut. And how the hell all of y'all come from London? As smart as y'all had the answers to the test, y'all don't own y'all's royalties. Don't own the masters. Mike stole it. So that's not McCartney, Mike McCarthy. Because McCartney's he, the one that got stole for the Beatles catalog. Every What's time it? he says McCartney, though, I just imagine what Paul McCartney would look like in that like sprinkled donut sweatshirt that McCarthy was wearing earlier this year yeah. over there with the Jason Garrett action belt on and yeah. the full headphones. I'll feel you. But nah, Mike, um, look, man, he's under contract. There'll be conversation. I'm with Sam on this one. I do believe Sean wants to sit a year. But if I'm Steven and Jerry, if you're going to do it, I got to at least call Mickey Loomis and the Benson family and say, hey, can we talk about possibly? Because I think if Sean really felt that he could get out of the Saints and, you know, I understand you want to recharge your batteries, but Dallas and the opportunity would have, he'd probably take it this year if it'd be possible. But we'll see. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just want to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like the Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sands, for the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Um, this segment here is going to be sponsored by the LaHood Law Firm. Keep in mind the LaHood Law Firm, if you're looking for help, if you find yourself in a criminal matter, they've got 82 years of combined experience. They can help you with any type of crimes, whether they're white-collar crimes, probation violations, DUIs. And the most important thing, they'll give you a free consultation as well. That is the LaHood Law Firm, official sponsor of the sports crime. Okay. Um, as we get into some other things, as we, um, like I said, tomorrow we'll break down um, the matchups, the conference championship matchup games. Uh, but one of the things that I know was just starting to think about this today, and I texted on the docket was, 
you know, Cincinnati, I told y'all yesterday how I was impressed with the maturity of Chase, uh, Jamar Chase and Burrow, how they're handling the media with the success. For Jamar Chase being a rookie, you know, Burrow being only in second year and finding themselves in the conference championship game, I think they're, they're, you know, ahead of their years for that. But let me tell you something. If they defy what I what my philosophy has been on this show for over a decade, okay, since day one, really, I've adopted this even before I got in the business. But if they're able to beat Kansas City on the road and punch their ticket to L.A. and wait for either the Rams or the San Francisco 49ers, it's going to put a, this this group, and especially even before, but I was saying in the last couple years, I say in the last, I'll go back to within the last three years, but especially this young group of coaches this year that's getting hired, it's going to put a lot of pressure and probably more than unfair expectations on GMs and coaches if this team goes to the Super Bowl in Zach's third year and Burrow's second year. That is going to raise the expectation level, not only from fan bases, fanatics out there. Remember, fans short for fanatics. They did it. What can we do? What the hell? Not only from them, but also from owners that are growing impatient, that's hired some of these young whizzes, that's only 38, 37, 36 is getting these young gigs. It puts a lot of pressure to let's get it done. If they can do it, what is taking us on? Especially a team that just got their first playoff win this year in over 30 years. Okay? That's the one thing that comes to mind if they're able to to go on the road and dethrone Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and go on this ride. Because like I said, win or lose Sunday, win or lose in the Super Bowl, they are a year at least ahead of schedule, the Bengals. Without a doubt. And that only makes it scarier for teams in the NFC, I mean, excuse me, in the AFC North. Okay? They go to the Super Bowl, it's it, you you might as well like it, you might as well put it as hot as the asphalt Laredo on Stefanski in that division. Okay? They go to Super that's in there. They're in their third year. They took a quarterback number one overall, too. If they go and win Kansas City, it's going to be turned hot up on a not just the AFC North, but especially in the North with the fans. The pressure will be on because it, it will come from top of the organization. It will come from the fan base. And not just in the AFC North, but that the 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 Nathaniel the Hackett's of the world that just got a job today for Denver the first time. These other guys, you know, the Rams. Somebody's going to give the guy from the Rams offensive coordinator. He was one of the finalists with Denver. He, the only reason why he ain't got a job yet because they still playing. And then you got to say, like, is he the guy? Is it pace? And I think it's crazy because, you know, the NFL has a rule. Like, you can't really interview the Rams or them in this period right now, even though we started early a couple weeks. But you got some GMs and owners getting patient. Like, oh, man, they still playing the Super Bowl. I don't want to wait. If it's your guy and it's the right guy, wait a couple more weeks. I understand you want to get there's a senior bowl coming up. Who gives a damn? You got scouts for that. Don't go hire a guy just because you don't want to wait if he's playing in this game coming in a couple weeks or whatever. That's the only reason why the Rams got. But guys like him, Nathaniel Hackett, these guys, if Cincinnati goes and wins Sunday, it's going to turn up the heat on expectations like, yo, man, by year three, what are we doing? But in your division, in your team, oh, man. Stefanski better – I mean – like I said, I'd tell Baker, like, look, man, you got about to a week three to show me progress. If not, we riding Chubb and Hunt 
all the rest of the way, you just going to hand off because I am not losing my job on your ass if we stick with you and you can't go. It's going to put pressure, Jonas. It's going to be pressure. I'm going to turn on the lights, Calvin. I'm going to call your speeding. I think you're speeding on the Bengals because everybody was trying to speed last year on the Browns too. Don't forget they were playing in the, in the, in the divisional round last year and took the Chiefs blow for blow all the way all the way to the final minute where Chad Henney beat them. First so of I, all, Jonas, so hold I, on. Now. I, I, hold, hold okay, on, go hold ahead. On. I'm gonna let you finish. So, so I think that <laughs> you look at you look at even the Ravens and their situation. They made it back to back playoff appearances, sure, but last year was the first season they had made it that far. I think that the the division is tougher than the and I I know I've been ta- been talking it up, and I know that they only sent two teams to the playoffs this year, but they but they tend to send three, and so I think that when you look at the division, is the pressure on for a young coach like Stefanski? Yes, it is because this was a regressive year, but I didn't buy high on 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 my own team, wasn't buying high on them last year with their whole run. And I'm not quite yet buying high on the Bengals. I think they have lightning in a bottle. I think it's a perfect connection. You have Jamar Chase is a transcendent talent at receiver. We'll see how, how, how defenses approach him next year, if he's going to continue to elevate or if he just burst on the scene and then kind of regresses. They have, no. they have this, this reminds me of Philadelphia on their run with Nick Foles you know. and Philly Special. That's you know. what this makes me think more of the Rams on their little run with Jared Goff. Object, Your Honor. Let me tell you something, man. I'm going right. to address you and I'm going to address the rest of the Alamo Browns backers out there that I've been supporting way before I knew who Jonas Clark was. Facts. Okay? Let me address y'all something. There ain't nobody that watched the Cleveland Browns last year that looked what they were doing, that looked the dangerous and what's eye-popping out the screen is what Cincinnati and that offense of Burrow and Chase is doing. Sorry, Jonas. There's nobody that looked at Cleveland. You say, well, hey, we just went to the play. There is nobody that looked at the – I know you were conservative. You never had them saying this. I'll give you that off the record. But I'm talking about just NFL fans. Nobody looked at Cleveland's run last year. And even when people want to give up to the fans, like, hey, Baker, we went on this magical run. We go with Pittsburgh. None of that resemble the scariness of what we're witnessing and what Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and also this defense that gets overlooked. Sorry, Jonas. No. I mean, you you never take away – I don't care how you get to the playoffs. But what I'm saying, when you look at Cleveland last year in their playoff run, nobody looks to say, well, damn, man, like this – what we're witnessing with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, a team that I had picked last to finish in the AFC North – I think everybody in here had them picked last for the most. Well, you didn't. You had them pick what, second or third? I had them third. I, okay. had, I had the Ravens last, where they ended up, by the way. Uh, but I want to look at the preseason and, and say where people were. Everybody was buying this. The Browns opened the season with the eighth best odds to win the Super Bowl. They, Jonas, they, what I'm trying to tell you. Hype. But, bro, I'm telling you, y'all's offense last year and this year does not keep coordinators up like the last five or six weeks of what Cincinnati's doing with Joe Burns and Jamar Chase. I'm sorry. We like first of all, y'all had a guy on y'all's team that, according to Browns fans and a lot of people hating, that Odell couldn't play. He was done. Odell is basically caught five he touchdowns. He wasn't even a part of anything past week I don't five care. or six last I don't, year. The guy has five. He's got. He's tied with five touchdowns since week sixteen or fifteen. He's catching up with speed. The bottom line is, and we can move on. And that, that's where all Stephanson I'm telling you is hot. That's no. where it's hot okay, because that's the all offense I'm regressed. But that's I'm, what I'm saying. But I'm. I, that's why I turned on my lights though. 
I'm going to call it now. I think you're speeding on the Bengals. I think that they've got lightning in a bottle. They're having a great run right now. I'm I'm, I'm driving with the the floor of traffic. I'm saying it with my chest out. I'm going with the floor of traffic. Say it okay. with my chest out. There's there there's a there's a couple cars going 80 about 10 miles an hour with Steve, but so can't catch us all. I'm gonna go with the floor of traffic. No, I'm not, man. I'm look, they beat Kansas City. And, and the only coach in that division that basically is about to probably get another extension that can sit there and kick his feet feet up regardless is Harbaugh. Everybody else in that division, if Cincinnati, I'm telling you, they're a year ahead of schedule. If they go, a team is not supposed to make miss the playoffs for 30 years and then go to the Super Bowl in, in the first year in. That is not. There's a reason why I have that philosophy. It doesn't happen. I mean, hell, lightning in a bottle. The, uh, what, what do you mean? What is the lightning in a the bottle they didn't caught? I mean, the, the lightning they've executed. They've they've taken control of the division. They to be honest with you, Jonas. I mean, they've had they had their hiccup here and there, but for the they've been one of the most consistent teams in that division this year. You realize that again, just from the numbers, when they when when the Browns were playing on Christmas Day against the Packers, and they go ahead and win that game, they take possession. They they were in first place in the AFC North. It's not like this is a 13-14 win team, Bengals. That's not what we're looking at right now. Jonas, until we see otherwise from, um, you know, Mr. Baker, you know, May- Mayfield, Mr., uh, you know, who's got live oh, sports, yeah. whatever the hell else he's doing, until we see something from Baker and this team and instead of the expectations of the pre-hype, it, it, it don't look the same to me, bro. It doesn't hop. Do I think Cincinnati just – I'm not going to go like a lot of people, Legion of Boom, oh, this defense is about to run off three or four Super Bowls. Oh, the, 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 you know, they're about to go off and one three out of four. Look how dominant this defense is. You know, other, th- I'm not going that way. You know, Kansas City, everybody thought Kansas, Kansas City's here, but they had to fight like hell to get here. Okay. Everybody, oh, Kansas City's about to run off four Super Bowl. They've been in four straight. I'm not even that guy. So I'm not trying to sit there and say Cincinnati's about to go dominate what I'm, but I'm telling you, if they get it in three years, I'm talking about the timeline. I'm talking about they had to draft a quarterback number one overall and hope he hit. Then the top, a top receiver, all these moves, and they still ain't built a line to really protect Burrow. That's the next thing in line, whether they win Sunday or not. That's going to be probably their top priority pick in the first right. round, late in the round if they make it that far. But, oh, man, that's pressure on everybody that's young and getting these jobs. Because they're going to say, well, they did in three years. What's your excuse? And I'm telling you, that's not fair. But that's reality. That's what's going to happen. It's a copycat league. Owners that are spending millions of dollars. The, the the Denver Broncos are about to possibly sell for four billion dollars. That's more than any. That's double than what my man played for the Clippers. We ne- we talk about how much Dallas. What I'm telling you is it's changing, bro. There's big money at stake. You don't have all that time. And if somebody is in around your age, uh, last time I checked, Zach, the head coach of Cincinnati, he ain't had no other prior coaching experience, did he? This is his first one, right? Head coach. Head correct. coach, right? <laughs> No head coach in pre primes. We had to get a number one pick. We've got this. Hey, and some people like myself wanted them go linemen to protect Joe instead of Jamar Chase. But they end up, you talking about catching light in the bottle. That's what they caught in the bottle. This is Randy Moss stuff to me, and I don't throw that out lightly. Now, can, can Jamar Chase continue to do this in his second year? I don't know. But this year, what this kid's doing, this is Randy Moss type stuff. Man, if they win Sunday, it's pressure on everybody, but especially in this that division, unless your name is Mr. Harbaugh. Who else? Who? Okay, so Cleveland and who else is it? Okay, Pittsburgh. I mean, oh, excuse me, I can't disrespect my brother and Tomlin. I was going to say yeah. Those two. That's it. 
Your guy or whoever, your guy, it's on y'all. It's on Cleveland. That would be the case. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying it should be that way, Jonah. I'm just telling you the truth. But anyway, um, also, what else did I have? So tomorrow we'll get into more of the breakdowns and the matchups and the predictions. Uh, start looking at some of those numbers and the odds and stuff. A lot of people are basically talking about the totals play in, in Cincy and Kansas City. Everybody's swearing up and down. That's automatically the over. I don't know about that. I'm not the totals guy. Y'all know me. I'm more about the point spread and stuff, but we'll talk about that. Take a peek at that. Look at the ins and outs. What's the must wins of whole, what they got to do. We'll look at, like I said, NBA action tonight. It's kind of a slight card. Um, like I said, you have the Lakers uh, going to Philly. And I forgot who the nightcap is on TNT, but I think it's only a short, like, three-game, maybe two-game schedule tonight. Got a lot of college basketball tonight, though. What do you got, John? It is just a two-game schedule. And, and you have an interesting one with the Wolves and the Warriors. Yes. Because because for some reason, the Timberwolves like to get up for, you know, playing yeah. against Andrew Wiggins and the Warriors. They play they play tough against them. The big games that they're supposed to step up, teams that are the they step up to them and as well. On the cool, man. Yeah, like I said, I know we've been heavy football, but them Cleveland Cavaliers on the cool, they winning some games game down there. One game out in the East right now. They're they they they're playing. They're putting together some games. You know, Kevin Love's still over there with the ski mask, Robin and that big fat contract he got. But Cleveland, you know, from the whole post LeBron era, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Dan Gilbert and the guys, they've kind of managed to put a good product, a decent product out there. Uh, but that's another side note. But the Lakers tonight, I'll be paying attention to that to see if they can make it to to kind of calm some of that Los Angeles media, national media down on them in regards to the Frank Vogel watch. We'll see how that goes. Other NBA note, I think it was in the man, like the Pacers, man, they gave up a buck fifty eight last night. When you look at some of these scores in the NBA, there's a lot of teams that's not really playing defense, but I'm like, Rick Carlisle, what the hell, man? Dirk's rolling around his grave, man. 158? How do you give up 158 in a regulation game? And I and I think they I think the other team they played, I think they got like a what, a Bill 20? A 126, bill? yeah. Come on, man. That's the NBA. That's what we're doing in the NBA right now. That's really where the game's well, at. I mean, you even had the Nuggets and Nets go 124-118 last night. There wasn't a game last there was one game, I think, uh two. Two, three, three total. Sorry, I'm final final answer. Three games last night where um only three games last night where a team didn't the one of the both teams didn't score or score over a hundred points. Yeah, I'm not bringing this up to think that I'm 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 kind of naive and think I'm living in the era where we got 95 to 92 games. But uh, you know, 110 to 118, okay. You know, 115, 109, okay. But 158 to 120, that's that's just we're just rolling Mavs out the ball at again. 132, 112. That's no, that's no defense whatsoever. You know, it's still early on, kid. Though I'm trying to get my my traction on how I feel like this is going, but it's very early for him in his whole tenure before I judge him. But anyway, all right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Mr. Jonas Clark. Thanks for Mr. Sam spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, it's the snooze button. And for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow.